and we have been uh, working through a series uh, through the book of 1 Corinthians. I haven't got that far, but we are in uh, chapter 1. Uh, we're going to be looking at quite a few verses today. Let's pray. Uh, God, we ask uh, for the work of your Spirit over this time. We ask God, uh, your Spirit minister to each and every one of us. I pray. Uh, God, whatever you want to speak into our hearts and our lives this morning, that you would do. And so we give you this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we've been uh, traveling through this book. We got uh, at least 16 verses through it already. <laughs> this will probably be one of the bigger chunks of scripture that we're going to look at. And we are going to talk today about the uh, power of the cross. And really, this is just a reminder that Paul is giving to the Corinthian church to uh, remind them that the power is in Jesus. Uh, they were living in a day where uh, most people uh, were very impressed with the great orators of the day. Uh, they would have orators come through uh, various cities and they would give these amazing speeches with, with very fine words and uh, they would entertain, they would, they would give off wisdom and it would attract crowds of people and it was very, very popular. Uh, maybe kind of like our TED Talks today. or, uh, But it was kind of the thing to have a great orator. And, and Paul is reminding them to not put their faith in these great orators in, or in the great wisdom of the day, but to put their faith in, in Jesus. And, uh, and just a reminder that, that Jesus is the one who transforms. Uh, we tend in our Western society to think that information is what transforms our lives. That if I could just get some new information, then my life is going to be changed. We, we tend to think this way. If I can just get a, the right article or listen to the right speaker or find the right book, if I can just get the right information, my life is going to be radically changed. And this is why we see throughout our culture on Facebook and social media and magazines, all kinds of articles like five steps to the best you, or 10 ways to have the perfect, perfect turkey, or you know, uh, uh, six ways uh, to look great. I mean, uh, we just think, if, if I can just get the right steps, if I can just get the right information, my life is gonna be totally transformed. And the reality is, information doesn't change us. Now, if we take that information and apply it, that, that can change us, but just receiving information does not change us. And sometimes we get people who are like, uh, they just consume all kinds of Christian material, sermons and books, and, and yet they're never changed. Information doesn't change us, but if we take that information and, and we allow the Holy Spirit to use us to, to change us, it's, it's that, that's when we're transformed. And uh, just ultimately, the one who transforms is Jesus. And that's the point of this text. If, if you need to be changed, if, if there's something that you want transformed in your life, is going to be found in the power of the cross. This is where a, tra a transformed life uh, begins. So he says, uh, picking up from last week, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Uh, he's not saying that baptism is not important. Uh, baptism is very important. In fact, at the end of August, we're going to be doing a, a baptism service, another one. And uh, it's a very important step into Christian life, because baptism is a time where you kind of make a, a public demonst uh, demonstration that you're a follower of Jesus. And it's kind of like 
uh, a married couple getting married is a public demonstration that you're committed to each other for, for, for your entire life. And same with baptism, is saying, I'm a follower of Jesus. There's a lot of symbolism in that. But Paul's most important mission was to preach the gospel. Because that's what transforms lives. Okay, baptism is a thing you do, and it's important, but it's Jesus who transforms lives. And Paul was in the scene, lives transformed. And he came to preach, it says here, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross be emptied of its power. Again, in that day, it was all about the perfect orators, the, the perfect words, the perfect phrases, entertaining through their, their wisdom. And Paul says, you know, I'm not into that. I don't want people uh, to leave, Paul says, for my service to say, wow, Paul is amazing. Paul, if you want to transform lives, you just need to listen to Paul. You should have Paul at your church. Paul this and Paul that and Paul. He was, no, 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 I want it to be about Jesus. I want people to be fascinated with Jesus. I want people to leave church saying, wow, yeah, Paul was okay, but, but Jesus, he's amazing. <laughs> uh, Jesus is where the power is. In fact, Paul describes his, his preaching in, in a couple of places. In 2 Corinthians, or it should be 1 Corinthians, actually, because this is our text for next week. Uh, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. That his preaching was not with wise and persuasive words. It was not, he wasn't trying to get all the words right and, and I'm gonna impress people with this phrase because it's an amazing phrase. It was a demonstration of the Spirit. That somehow when Paul preached, there was the movement of the Holy Spirit. People could sense the Holy Spirit. They're being changed by the Holy Spirit. And this is one of those texts that has, has fascinated me. For probably two years now, and I just think it over, because this is what I want for, for, for here. I want the move of the Holy Spirit here, because the Holy Spirit is the one who transforms lives. I mean, we don't need another sermon. <laughs> uh, we don't need another song. What we need is we need to hear from God. We need to experience God. We need to, to sense the move of God. And, and somehow Paul had this, this where when he preached, there was a demonstration of the Spirit. It could be felt. It was, it was tangible. In fact, he, in 1 Thessalonians, says this. Our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. Again, it wasn't just words of elo eloquence. It wasn't these wise words he was spouting. There, there was the move of the Spirit when he spoke. And, and that's on my heart for this place. And I know it's on a, uh, the heart of numerous other people. We have a, a good group of people here who come...
to stay hungry. It's a, it's a battle to stay, to stay hungry in God. I'm going to call the worship team up. If you do need a prayer uh, for healing, you need prayer uh, for emotional struggle, you need prayer for just more of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, uh, there will be a prayer team over there. I'd be more than happy to pray with you and any, anything that you have needs. And if you are here and you don't know Jesus, and uh, this idea is foreign to you, but uh, you're, you're, you're just, you're, oh, your heart is opening. <laughs> I think I want this. I, I want Jesus in my life. Uh, then I encourage you as well. You can go and uh, someone will be happy to pray with you uh, to receive Jesus and, uh, and to, to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And so I'd encourage you to get up uh, and just go over there and to pray. But as we close, uh, let's stand and let's uh, respond in worship.